Welcome to Horns Up. I'm Animesh. And I'm Peter. And if you're still listening, well, we'd recommend you bring out your patched up jacket and heavy denims, lace up your boots, pour a drink of your choice, and don't forget your trusty air guitar or drums. And that's because we're chatting with the traditional heavy metal band from Manchester that's setting the scene on fire with its debut album. The band is Heavy Sentence and the album Bang to Rights and representing Heavy Sentence is guitarist and founding member Tim Oryx. Hi Tim, welcome to Horns Up. How you, how's oh, yeah. it going? Great to be here. Yeah, good, thanks. Not too bad. So, you know, congratulations on Bang to Rights. I mean, are the reactions to the album on par with your expectations and does it really matter? Yeah, well... When we finished it, we we came away thinking, oh, we've you know we've done it, we've done it justice there. Sounds good, and um, yeah, the reviews have sort of reflected that. We've not had any bad ones yet. Um, you know, they're all sort of saying the same thing, saying that Gaz sounds like Lemmy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so so it, it wasn't just me. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know that it's. Um, you know, got bits of punk in there, which was always kind of what we wanted to do. So, yeah, we were happy with it, happy with the reaction, definitely. All right. So I must ask, since you said there's no negative uh, comments as yet on the album, could you oh, share well. some positive ones? Like anyone who's like gushing, like, oh, my God, this is the best band since sliced bread. Uh, there's, there's one I remember, there was a YouTube one of a guy saying he was like 53. And he liked it. And then another guy underneath was like, well, I, I can go better than that. I'm 55 and I like it. So <laughs> that was good. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, just, it's been like overwhelmingly positive. So, um, yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. So um, here's a slightly different way of asking the same question. How has the band been received, How or rather, how has the album been received locally within the UK? And are you guys seeing a similar reaction to the band or to the album around the world? Uh, Is it different yeah. at, in any manner? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I think locally, we sort of, we play with like punk bands as well as metal bands. So... Mm -hmm. It'd be, in, it'd be interesting to see how it's how it goes down with that crowd as well. But um, I guess like all the when we release stuff, it tends to just go through metal channels. So that audience maybe isn't. We don't hear from that audience as much. But so um, it'll be interesting to see how it, you know what 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 those guys think. But I guess that'll happen when we like play more gigs and stuff. We'll find out how it how it goes down with that. Mm. All right. Okay. Um, you know, we generally save this question towards the middle of the interview, but for this one, I think it's necessary for everyone to hear why the world's taking notice of Bang to Rights. So, uh, Tim, let's play a song from the album. Right. Uh, which one should we play and why? Let's play Medusa because that's the opening track. The album opener. Yeah. Why did you guys end up picking that song as your album opener? Twin leads, probably. Like, <laughs> that nice twin lead bit that goes straight in. I don't know, we just thought... When we wrote it, it was like, that's, that's the first track. Everyone knew it kind of thing, so yeah. Alrighty, here it is. Here's Medusa. 
Okay, so Tim, you know, for me, this is music that's made for late night drives or daytime bike revving and just, yeah. you know, flying through the road. What would you like your music to be used for? I guess that's, you kind of nailed it there. That's, um, <laughs> could be sort of, well, in in one of the songs, it's kind of, there's like a fight going on in a, on the run. I don't know if that comes across. But there's like a pub fight, so maybe playing in the background of some pub brawl would kind of save it as well. <laughs> well, that'd be awesome. So wait, I have to get a quick reaction from you. Earlier today, while I was washing the dishes, I had the album playing in. What do you think about people who do that to your music? That's also fine. <laughs> did you, did any of the plates make it through? Or did they all <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did, I, I, I'd get... I'd have a plate thrown in me if I missed one. <laughs> There'd be a different kind of brawl yeah. happening. <laughs> but, uh, you know, coming to the album, let's talk production. I mean, what were the references that you'd shared with the studio while, you know, pre-production or during production uh, or maybe even post-production? Yeah. Um, well, we sort of chose, we chose Atco who recorded the album. Um because he, we liked some of the stuff he'd recorded in the past and like like the sort of general sound he gets. So we were kind of like, it was kind of worked the other way around. We sort of chose him for the sort of sounds that he gets because he gets quite nice sort of organic sounds and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, he'd, he'd recorded like Angel Witch before as well, which helped. Oh, wow. um, yeah, so, and he'd just done Carcass as well before we went in. Like wow. so yeah he's done like a whole range of stuff you know so he knows what he's he knows what he's talking about and if we say like this bit could be like a bit like tank or something he knows like exactly what where you, where you're coming from and um you know you can tweak it to, to get that to get the sound you want so yeah it was kind of <clears throat> it was more like we chose him rather than us telling him how we wanted to set how we wanted it to sound we kind of trusted him how did you guys manage to obtain this authentic sound i mean i don't want you to give away your secret but you know yeah. to us while we were listening it sounds like you know the band just entered the studio yeah made sure the amps and skins were tuned up and just recorded whatever came off the boards was yeah. it like that that was it really i mean he gets that in the room sound which is what we're after so he was really into my amp as well. I've got this old like uh, Music Man amp from the sixties um, oh. that I use. So cranking that up to ten um, gave us a really nice, nice sound. And he immediately after doing our sen- uh, our session, he immediately went and bought one of those. So yeah, he was into that amp. And then yeah, just just turning the amps up and micing up the, making sure you get the sound in the room, you know, and not worrying too much about like post-production and stuff like that just just getting it natural really that was the idea well you know personally i really love the rawness of the two demos that you guys released earlier yeah um that grit and that dirt you know it added this yeah. grimy layer to the songs that gave them for lack of a better word more character yeah and then this one just sounds a bit more rounded off the edges right yeah. Why choose to get, why choose to add that little bit of polish? We didn't really. It's just how it's, it's just how it turned out, you know. Um, 
must be something to do with Atco's methods where I mean, maybe we took a little bit more care because we had like a, a few days to do it, maybe a mm -hmm. week or so. Whereas those seven inches were just recorded in, in a day. Um, and we had to get everything done like on the day kind of thing. So I guess that maybe accounts for some of the rawness with those two. Yeah. Just a bit more time. And we did want to make it, you know, a bit, not polished, but just make sure everything was just just right, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. After all, it is the debut album, right? So. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Now you know you brought up Gaz earlier, and I read in an interview that you did that you've mentioned that Gaz or your vocalist is the heaviest instrument in the band. Oh yeah. <laughs> It certainly yeah. is a vocal style that will become a signature. And of course, like the comparisons to Lemmy and Motorhead, etc. will continue to yeah. be with be like be hopped on yeah. as such. So yeah. so here's here's the question then. How challenging is it to write music knowing that it has to fit this signature style of sorts? Um I know what you're saying, yeah, but it's it kind of just, that's just how it comes out. I mean, we don't think it needs to sound like Motorhead. And I don't think like the... Of course, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't sound like Motorhead to that degree. But you, yeah, I mean, you always you always knows what you're going to get with, with Gaz's vocal. But, you know, I like that, you know. And he always, he, he'll, he'll always like, he'll, basically, we'll just be playing riffs and stuff. And he'll just, he's the kind of guy who'll just, he won't think about it too much, what he's doing. He's just straight onto it, you know, singing over it. And then, you know, together we'll just sort of make something work. When we do, when we write songs, it's always like, a lot of it's done in the room. Like one of us will have a riff or something and then suddenly it'll just sound like us. And that's when we know we've we've got a got a song. But um, I don't think, you know, Gazzy's vocal is anyway like limiting. Oh no, not at all. I think he, and like, if you hear, if you listen to like the debut, the, the album rather than and compare it to the, the the seven inches you can definitely hear like a sort of progression in the in the style like he's, he's yes he's definitely more comfortable now as a vocalist like because it's i guess before before this band he hadn't done sort of those kind of vocals so it had always been like punk stuff really and black metal stuff i guess um so this was his first time kind of singing in the way that he does with sentence. And like, yeah, I think he's he's really grown into it now. But have you guys had to, like, uh, whenever last you guys were playing live, etc. Were, were, did did some asshole just come and ask you, hey, can you guys just keep on playing um, any Motorhead song or Gazmatron? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, Has that happened? We've never had any requests, no. And, like, <laughs> we don't struggle to get through like a whole motorhead song, I reckon. <laughs> apart from like, <laughs> yeah, it, it happened to me once. So yeah, I mean, not motorhead in particular, but I was playing it with a grunge band, and we just kept getting asked Nirvana. to play Pearl Jam and Nirvana songs. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I thought like since you play bass, someone asked you to like play bass bass and sing motorheads. I was like, wait, <laughs> that's a gig I missed. <laughs> but uh, 
shifting the focus back on to you and heavy sentence let's play another track of the album which one should we play why don't we have um broken hearts interesting choice why that one I guess that's the most motorheady one we've been talking about motorhead. Holiday, <laughs> <laughs> like all those motorhead comparisons. <laughs> I thought, like you know, you've heard the start of the album, now you've heard the end, and now yeah. listen to the rest. Go yeah, on, yeah. fill in the blanks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so here's Broken Hearts.
All right, Tim, here's an opinionated question. Uh, thanks to the shit show of last year, yeah. <laughs> we've, we've, like, I, I don't know if you've noticed it or not, but I certainly do think that we've seen an overindulgence in nostalgia, right? People seem to have or have had a lot of time on their hands and hence going back to the familiar seems to comfort a lot of them. Yeah. Do you think that thought applies to music as well? Uh, did it Did it happen to you? Were you reaching back to your favorite records and stuff? I guess, yeah. I was listening to like probably a lot more stuff generally just because I had loads of time, you know, to, to not really do a whole lot. So, <clears throat> yeah, just listening to like loads of different stuff. But yeah, I guess I can understand why people, you know, yeah, do go back to, to um, think, you know, things that are familiar and from the past when like looking ahead is quite bleak. Buying lots of records as well because of that, which was like, not the ideal thing to do because you know I wasn't always like working that much when uh, yeah and <laughs> then it was like in full force the reason why we asked the previous question about nostalgia is well over the last few years and I'm sure you've noticed this is that there's been a resurgence and I keep saying this every few years but it just keeps happening right mm. of traditional heavy metal acts yeah why do you think honestly that's happening I guess it'll be the internet is like the obvious answer. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, there's something that's like with it, with it, with the old, like new wave of British, British heavy metal stuff. Um, there's something like unrefined about it that is completely the opposite to the sort of overly refined kind of sanitized, uh, you know, way of life i guess you can call it that, that you know that you're presented with nowadays and and you know and, and music which is just like you know overly produced too clean and like i guess new wave of british british heavy metal is uh you know it sounds dirty and it represents a kind of i don't know like a a roughness and like uh like an outlaw spirit almost that mm -hmm. that isn't uh you know you, you can't always kind of live out in your uh in, in your daily life i guess there's a, there's a sort of just a freedom a sense of freedom to it you know like running free it's a big theme in it things like that so maybe that's why it's attractive hmm. interesting okay so you know having said that how challenging is it to add something fresh to a sound or a genre that's that's you know extremely being played out already you've yeah, heard yeah. so many permutations and combinations of the same thing i guess it's just like bringing your bringing fresh energy to it um, um i don't know if it's necessarily bringing anything new to it but it's bringing something you know, bringing a bit of vitality. Uh, and as long as it's doing that, then, you know, that's all I kind of want from music. Now, I don't necessarily want everything I listen to to be like, you know, new pushing boundary, uh, 
pushing or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. I just think, you know, I get a kick out of just hearing like, you know, a bit of energy and a, a bit of spirit. And um, I think that that kind of music, when it's done right, you know, delivers that. You know, a lot of the press about the band focuses on that, you know, members of the band have been or are also part of, uh, and I'm going to take a deep breath for this, Aggressive Perfector, Vode, Executioner, Sump, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to butcher this, so forgive me in advance. Vodrea, yeah. Milanistide? Milanistide, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. So, here comes the question. How did all of you get together to form Heavy Sentence? And this is the more important question. Who manages the calendar for the band? <laughs> because considering yeah. you're like... Or actually, yeah, for for a matter of fact, for you yourself, because like you're in what? A hundred bands or something? <laughs> uh, <more than> that. <laughs> yeah. We came together. It was just like me and Gaz played in another band, which is called Iron Drugs. Uh, which is still going um, and then we were kind of doing some we, we'd, we would have we would disagree with like the other band members on like what was what was <laughs> I what wasn't and we were like and we all you know we, we liked we would always talk about like you know old uh, new of British heavy metal stuff and like you know like old metal basically mm -hmm. uh, and we lived near each other at the time we we're always thinking you know, like, what about if we if we took like the metal side of what Iron Drugs isn't allowed to do, and then we do our own thing with that? Um, and yeah, for a while we talked about, it, and then we eventually like I had some like songs uh, or just ideas for songs really. We just jammed them out, and then and then we thought, well, let's let's just record them. Um, well, let's just let's just go for it and do a seven inch and see what happens. So we just. Uh, we hadn't really heard. We hadn't heard what the so the songs would be like with with like vocals and drums and everything until we went into the studio and recorded it all. Because I I played drums on on that recording, and I played guitar, but because I can't do both at once, um, we hadn't heard the songs. So the first time we heard everything together was actually in the studio. But you know, kind of, Gaz said he had, he had you know he knew he knew what it, it would what he was going to do vocally so you know trusted him on that and then uh yeah turned out turned out well um and then after that we got yeah we we put that we were putting that uh, seven inch out we, we got it out on a, um, an american label called night rhythms put it out and um after that came out um bry who is the drummer mm -hmm. from um doing gigs around like he's from Sheffield so we knew him from from gigs and stuff around around here around Leeds Sheffield and Manchester and then um he was like well into it he was and I was like well why don't you drum uh <coughs> not thinking that because he's in Sheffield because he lives in Sheffield which is like 30 40 miles away I thought you know he's not gonna go for it but he did and then <laughs> uh, yeah we got Ed is the bass player in Woad who I play drums for, and uh, he was into it. And then we got uh, Mike was in a, a band called Executioner. We um, mm -hmm. and we just we knew Mike and thought, and we knew he liked that kind of thing, and that he was a good guitarist. Got him in, and that was that. You know, it came together really fast. There was no like auditioning for um, 
you know, bass players or guitarists or any or drummers or anything. It was just like it just came together. Um, yeah, I remember reading that finding the drummer was the toughest one because apparently you only had uh, old drummers in Manchester and nobody was young enough to want to play this kind of music. Really. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't remember where I read that, but I did remember reading something of that sort. That, that sounds there, like a cool story. <laughs> yeah, there aren't too many drummers in, in Manchester. Like it's there's loads of you're never short of a guitarist. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's a story everywhere. On. Yeah, guitarists grow on trees. Yeah, but there's no there's no drummers, and I definitely didn't want to play drums in another band because you know it's it's boring. <laughs> um, cut and you got cartloads of gear around all the time and it's just like total pain. I, I think i think that's the story of drummers all yeah. around the world also right? yeah i just wanted to change you know i, I enjoy playing the drums in, in the bands that i'm in but i just you know i wanted to change and i you know i never get to write i never get to play the riffs when i chuck a riff in with the with the bands that i'm in we have to teach it someone else and they get to play it and i you know i, I wanted to play some so yeah Right. So you mentioned that, you know, you're part of Woad and earlier this year in March, you all released a killer album, Burn in Many Mirrors. Yeah. So just kind of take us back. Was, you know, Bank to Rights and uh, Burn in Many Mirrors written and recorded around the same time? How do you kind of manage that? Because you said you also do write a bit, right? Oh, yeah. 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 So I don't know. I'm always doing it. Sometimes, some some days you'll write a sentence riff. Sometimes you'll write a bit of woad. You know, it's just. I guess it depends on what mood I'm in. But like, um, yeah, they were they were all like all the bands were like going like simultaneously. Um, And yeah, it is hard to fit it all in, but um, we just do. I mean, it's not like I'm doing everything in all of them. We, you know, it's all, <laughs> it's all we share it all. So it, yeah, it's not like it, it, it's not as much work as it sounds. Um, but it is, you know, it, it, we did doing like the uh, getting the world album finished and then like getting the heavy sentence album finished at the same time. Yeah, that that did take a bit of bit of doing. But yeah, all done. Yeah. I, I can imagine. I mean, like. Do you do you all end up have double booking studios or like getting it back to back? How how does that just work? end up getting tired of listening to mixes over and over? And like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So I'm I'm. Let's put you on the spot. Which one was more of a challenge for you? Burn in many mirrors or bang to rights? Uh yeah, burn in many mirrors massively because I was <laughs> drumming and it's hard. It's hard okay. to do. Uh, the bang to rights is just was just like a joy to to play in the studio where you know because it's, it's pretty simple so it's just like yeah you can just sort of progress is very quick so it's really satisfying um and i don't have to drum so yeah i, I can imagine <laughs> setting up drums in the studio wouldn't be yeah. fun right no it's not <laughs> <laughs> some people some people love drumming in the studio i, I don't all right. Uh, so, you know, I was when I first got the promo for the album, right? Uh, mm. I was surprised that the band's been around since 2017. Yeah. But thanks to 
Dying Victim Productions, I only just heard of you. So, mm-hmm. how important is Bang to Rights for you guys? Um, it is. It's it's really important. Um, you know, and not uh, not for like entirely happy reasons because, um, you know, it's the culmination of of, of four years, kind of, of of the band, and you know, in that time. You know, we lost Mike, who was our like mm-hmm. original guitar player. So it was really important to like do justice to like the stuff he contributed, the songs he contributed, and like everything that he was to us. Um, so yeah, that that was like um, you know, that was high on the list to like to get that to get it right for that reason. You know, we just wanted to, we just it, we just wanted to make a, a great album as as well as well as that um but yeah that just made it made it more important as well before we started recording it we were talking about how gigs are slowly coming back to europe and also to the uk yeah is heavy sentence getting back on the road anytime soon in the coming months yeah uh we've got a gig in july in manchester and then we've got one we've got one at the end of july in london um, but as for like gigs further afield, like in Europe and stuff, um, that's all off, I think, still and will be for a while, I guess, because you've got the pandemic and Brexit kind of working against working against that. So, yeah, um, don't know. We'll have to just like we haven't played in Scotland yet, so that can be our new territory <laughs> for now. Oh, yeah, you and know, Wales. I, we haven't right, played in Wales uh, or Ireland, so still plenty of like places closer to home to explore. And and until you just mentioned it, I was just going through my head thinking the pandemic. I completely forgot about Brexit, so yeah. that's going to be another load of complications, I'm sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but just think of all the bar fights that'll have heavy sentence music as a soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so so Tim, at this moment, what would you say would be the ambition for Heavy Sentence? Yeah, I mean, we we really just wanna we wanna tour and do another release as soon as we can, which is already kind of taking shape. So, um, and just at the moment, it's hard enough to just like get together and practice, you know, with the way it's been. So as long as we can do that. And you know we're only we're not looking too far into the future at the minute because of the way things are. So if we can play if we can play the, these gigs coming up, that'll be brilliant. Beyond that, just get a new release together and see where we are after that. But yeah, the the ambition really is to get back to where we were, <laughs> touring and stuff like not. You know that would be enough. Okay, so here's my final question. What really came first, Heavy Sentence the band or Heavy Sentence the song? And while you're at it, why not name the album Heavy Sentence as well and complete the trifecta? We thought it'd be good to have a song called... The song was called Heavy, Heavy Sentence after the band. The band was named Heavy Sentence first. The, in fact, the name probably came before any of the music, so... We had this idea, well, Gaz had the idea of calling it Heavy Sentence and having a heavy metal band called that. 
yeah, Heavy Sentence, the song came about and it was like, Gaz was sort of like, not not totally into like where he, what he was doing, like vocally, he didn't know what he was talking about really with it. Um, and then when what happened with Mike, when that happened, um, mm-hmm. he wanted to make it into a, like a, a tribute to Mike. Um, ah. And that's what the lyrics are about. They're about they're about him and like what he meant to us and you know stuff we did together. So yeah, that's that's what that one's about. It's a pretty heavy song, like listening to that in the studio was listening to Gaz like put the vocals down when he had it because he had it all just worked out perfectly. He belted it out first time and it was just like no one could really look at each other in the studio. It was just very like very emotional. So yeah, that's the that's the kind of story behind that one. I must say that to me that was one of the highlight tracks of the entire album. Right. Oh good. Yeah. Yeah, I've got that came So I'm, now now that you hear the story, like when I'm gonna re-listen to it, it's gonna play back in my head. So th- thanks yeah, for sharing I, that. I uh, still can't really listen to it to be honest. It puts a lump in my throat. On that note, Tim, thank you so much for taking some time out and chatting with us. Yeah, thanks to you both. Yeah, thanks for taking time out. Yeah, nice one. And that was Tim Oryx from Heavy Sentence, Wood, and a gazillion other bands. Find them all. (laughs) Check out the music, however, at heavysentence.bandcamp.com and wood.bandcamp.com. And while you're at it, check out Horns Up. We are at hornsuppod.com and on Twitter at hornsuppod. I'm on Twitter at Asmoani. And I'm Trent Kutcher. And this was Horns Up. Horns Up, guys.